Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Wyndham Garden Lafayette. From Spoonbill Restaurant in downtown Lafayette, we're out to lunch with creative business consultant Aileen Bennett. It's business Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Aileen Bennett. Welcome to Out to Lunch. If everything worked out the way you thought it was going to 10 or 20 years ago, what kind of life would you be leading today? It's fascinating to ponder how different the world might be if Jeff Bezos didn't quit his job and start Amazon, or if William Shakespeare had been content to make a living as an actor and hadn't even started writing. We all change course, we change our minds, we fall in love with a career or a person and things that were rolling quietly along are suddenly off the rails and we're going in a whole other direction. Heather Degater is a prime example. Heather was step by step building a career as an academic. She got her master's degree in language and literature at UL and she was teaching at LSU when she gave it all up to make macaron. In June of 2019, Heather turned what was a passion and a home-growing business making macarons to order into a full-time job and now a storefront bakery on Kelly Saloon in Lafayette called Bon V Macaron. Heather, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thanks for having me. And then there's the story of Stephen Verrett. He dropped out of college to become a freelance web designer. If you're waiting for a story about how Stephen became fabulously successful web designer, well, I could tell that story, but instead I'm going to tell you about how he gave that up to open a restaurant in Lafayette. Along with a couple of partners, Stephen took over what was the old filling station restaurant, which itself was originally a gas station, and then turned it into Spoonbill. Today, we're sitting at a table at Spoonbill, across from its co-owner, Stephen Verrett. Stephen, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you, Aileen. Good to see you. Heather, when people talk about their ideal job, they often mention variety and vacations. You were a college professor, which comes with lots of variety. The students change every year. You get to work on your own writing and lots of vacation. You traded that for being tied to a bakery, a retail outlet, and baking macaron every day. Although that trade-off might sound crazy to some people, owning your own business does give you the absolute control over your work life. And in the long run, there's only so far you can go in academia. If Bon V Macaron work you can do very well financially. You could have a chain of them across the country. So what was it that pushed you into making this business and life change? Do you just love baking macaron? Or is it the potential of a brighter future that attracted you? I had a daughter, I had a child. So academia shifted a little when I had her. And after a year of time with her, she needed to eat. So I picked up <laughs> cooking. <laughs> Those children like eating, <laughs> They like they? to eat real food. So I picked up cooking and um, it was a challenge and I grew up in a, a very big Acadian family so people cooked, I mean, around us all the time. But I tried my hand at it, it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be so I said I need challenge. I'm going to be home all the time, I'm doing my classes online, I'm teaching, I'm mothering, but I need something harder, I need something more challenging to do. And I Googled. So that wasn't challenging enough. I, it just wasn't to challenging yeah, enough. I, just <laughs> I Googled uh, most challenging dessert. I need the hardest dessert I can find. No, really? <laughs> I have this the entirety it... of the summer. I can figure it out. And that showed up, and I saw a tasty video of someone, yeah. someone making a tasty video of it. And I'm like, I'm going to get this. This will be fine, and then I'll be the best. That's what I'll be, just the best at it. And I can say that I've done it. And um, what actually happened was my first batch was perfect. I was like, easily, 
hands down, I'm gifted, right? And then every subsequent batch for the next three months was awful. So Because um, they're really precise. They're the temperature so precise. has to be perfect. Right. The weather has to be just right. I have different recipes for different conditions. What a great place to do it's it in if the weather's right. It's a terrible place to do it. But there's a company in Miami that ship them out by millions. And I was like, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Couldn't do it for a very long time. And then I did do it, cracked it, got it, stayed humble about it. <laughs> the macaron gods out there watching all the time. And ended up um, just loving it. The colors, the, the conditions, the flavors, the ideas, the fact that they're so photogenic was really nice. Yeah. As a budding Instagram millennial, um, it was it was everything I wanted. What were the first fun. flavors you made? <laughs> they were terrible. Cheesecakes. They were cheesecakes, but they were like pre-made fillings. Right. Because I didn't get that game down. Yeah. I just wanted to make the shell and then fill it with some of those like store-bought, generic, blueberry cheesecake fillings. Everyone was very kind and said very kind things, <laughs> but they weren't that great. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, every bit of business advice that you ever get comes with the caveat that you shouldn't go into a business or even invest in a business that you don't know anything about. That would be common sense. <laughs> but that didn't seem to stop you into going into the restaurant business, which is one of the most high-risk types of business there is. Having said that, here we are sitting at a table in your popular and successful restaurant, Spoonbill. So, given that everyone says that being smart, nice, and loving the restaurant business isn't enough to run a successful restaurant, how have you proved the common wisdom wrong and pulled this off? I don't think I'm still doing it. Uh, I mean, I, you know I mean? I, I, it is successful, and it's but it's not, you know... I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that I'm just very uh, thankful for and blessed because, you know, coming into this with never, never doing anything to do with restaurants. I had a food truck, but that was, we'll get to that, I guess, if you want to talk about it later. We've talked about it. Um, but I called Olympic Grove, um, which I hated, just FYI. Uh, not a food it's truck a person. Realize yeah. I just, because I'm so used, I want to be with people. And being in a food but. truck is just me and Jeremy, and that's great. I love him. Uh, he's like a brother to me, but... Jeremy's one of the other partners. Yeah, he's yeah. the other partner and chef here, Jeremy Connor. Um, and yeah, so we did the pizza food truck together, and it's just like, I'm not interacting with pe- people enough. This is driving me insane. I love you, but I got to get out of this place. <laughs> like, you know, it's a. Uh, so anyway, so this was that stepping off point of, okay, well, that was a stepping off point to this. Um, it got us to kind of look for a building to make a restaurant in, and to be successful in it, I. You know, we shot for the shot for the stars, or however you say that. You know, just kind of really just try to do everything we could to make the best place we could. And obviously, this building is iconic in Lafayette. And uh, when it's, when you have the opportunity to buy it, you buy it. You buy this place because it's naturally going to be uh, central. Yeah, yeah, central. And if you do just a little bit to it, it'll be beautiful. Um, so. You know, at the end of the day, that's really, I just shot for it and, and hoped it worked out. And so you got into the food business for the people, not for the food. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Um, and, and that is your skill here. You know, everyone yeah. that walks in, you, yep. you're like the yeah. maitre d'. <laughs> yeah, that's basically, yeah, exactly that. Uh, a glorified maitre d'. But um, yeah, I, I got into it for the people, not for the food. The food's great, uh, but I left that to Jeremy. Jeremy is a wizard when it comes to food. You know it. Uh, we have some of it in front it's of us beautiful. right now. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's it's this when you have a person to partner with that basically takes that burden off of you. The restaurant business becomes just people, and I have to manage people. 
So Heather, you loved the food first, and then you started to open the storefront. So you obviously love people too, because you could have done this and kind of been behind the scenes the whole time. Yeah. So where do the people fit in? I think, um, I guess it's it's really nice now that we're just that little bit bigger, because I don't have to manage kind of that, that email situation or the orders. I can handle the people coming in, talk, get to know them, know what their favorite is, which is my favorite to learn see their kids, see everybody kind of like move about and change and shift and move, which is so sad, and then they come back and visit. Um, the people kind of fit in in that they're the lifeblood. They're the people who tell me, Heather, this is great, or Heather, this is terrible, don't yeah. do this again. And then you can keep growing from there in community, which is so, so great. The Kali Saloon location was perfect because there's so much traffic there, and it was practically built for a bakery. Huge windows, chandeliers, it's just optimal. So is it you that does everything? You bake, you sell, do you run the social media and take the orders? It's me. And do, you, how do you juggle all of those yes. things? Uh, my beautiful mother took over the emails when I was at my breaking point last year. Because they see you on Facebook and you're like, right, you must email this week for these flavors and right. this thing and you're very There's strict about... There's a schedule about. there. Um, we know exactly how much we need to make to make it a joy and how much we can produce in that time. We're still a very small batch people. So we're doing our very best um, all the time, but we also know we don't want to grow too big to where we can't possibly get right. to know the people around us, right. you know, to where we're just fulfilling business and not doing the work that really matters, which is so helping if, people celebrate. If somebody approached you and said, I can make a national chain out of your company, and I'm going to ask you this too, Stephen. <laughs> I have the answer to If someone approached me and said that, yeah, it'd be a longer discussion. But it would be discussion. a discussion you were open to. It would to. be a discussion. Yeah. All it, possibilities. It might be Stephen that's calling you. <laughs> Stephen, if someone came and said, look, I love this place, I love the food, we can recreate this, we're going to build things that look like this all over the country, what would you say? I don't think you can find another building like um, there. There are a few of these buildings, but in the location of where this building is, in the heart of downtown Lafayette, you can't recreate that. That's impossible to recreate. So um, I don't think it would feel the same. I really genuinely don't. I think this restaurant is a standalone kind of. You wouldn't be there, right? Yeah, be well, sure. There, I mean, you can time. put it on me all you want, but yeah, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's really the, it's really Lafayette. You know, if you want to put it anywhere else, I don't know if it's going to have the same feeling, the same vibe. So you talk about this building being traditionally Lafayette, but neither of your companies are really Cajun-based or Lafayette no, yeah. traditional-based. <laughs> You're true. this whole new wave. Right. How do people take to? Let's, let's see. Did they call them macaroons or macaron when them you were macaroons open? all the time? But not everybody speaks French. Even here, not everybody speaks French. So it's a... Because where I came from, come from, macaron and macaroons are very different very things. Very different things. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I want to know this because I I know one thing and it's like right. that dessert. That thing. And I don't know if I've been saying shiny. it wrong the whole time. I'm <laughs> a little worried. I'm, I'm pretty worried right now. <laughs> macaron is a meringue-based right? almond flour sandwich. It looks like a sandwich. That's the thing I've had. With the feet and the filling and the fluff okay. and the inside and the outside. A macaroon is a toasted coconut Is that those coconut okay, macaroons? Those I do not like. Right. 100%. because they're gross. <laughs> yeah. Not for me. <laughs> That's not my jammy. So macaron. <laughs> macaron. Am I saying it right? Macaron. macaron. Yes. Okay. That is the that is the thing I love. Good. And a macaroon is the thing I hate. We learned, right. Okay. We learned something new today. All right. I'm okay with that. So... Do both of you work from a, a business plan? Do you know the projections for the next year? Is it very calculated, right, we're going to grow by this much? Or is it just kind of, let's see what's happening and... 
work it out from there. It's become more calculated. At the beginning, beginning it was just figuring it out. Um, right now, you know, we are trying to figure out the how to uh, to grow what we have currently. Um, it's about it's way larger than we ever thought it would be. Um, but at the same time, we still want to be better at it and, and learn how to serve more people and take care of more people and keep more people happy. Um, and so that's our next goal right now is to, is to basically be better. Um, yeah. 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 That's the, that's the point. Yeah, yeah. right. Absolutely. We, uh, I say we, it's just me, just me you and your mom mother. and my, my <laughs> sweet mom um, and my lovely employees. They're all so wonderful. But as far as the big picture goes, I keep it super loose. I know where I want to be in three years. That's about it. Where do you want That's to be in three years? I want to be out of my space in a bigger space in three years. What That's saying. what I want. Yeah. Getting there, I think, I have I have very small plans. I have event plans and alcohol plans and I have pairing plans. I have really cool, smaller plans to get me to that big plan. Right. Nothing stringently calculated. Yes. So yeah. the, the beauty of it is, is you, if you take small steps, it won't become overwhelming and it won't become right. as... Uh, painful it stays interesting yeah it stays interesting yeah and it yeah. stays creative right yeah and if you if you jump to the next thing though you're gonna end up just you're gonna end up hating it most likely right. I feel like. and crunching those numbers is painful you're listening to out to lunch i'm aileen bennett i'm talking with herbert degater from bon v macaron and stephen verrett from spoonbill restaurant we'll be back after this very brief break You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Aileen Bennett. I'm talking with Herbert Degater from Bon V Macaron and Stephen Verrett from Spoonbill Restaurant. So both of you have ended up running businesses so that you can do what you love. Stephen meeting people and right. Heather making macaron. Did you have to go and learn any particular business skills? How did you get that background? Oh, thankfully I have partners to do all those things. <laughs> um, I'm learning more every day because I'm, I'm able to kind of take on some new things that I didn't. I'd never, I'd never ran a restaurant before, to be honest. Um, it showed in the beginning. I hit it very well, but it showed. Um, now I feel like I'm better than I've ever been, and I'm only going to get better. You keep um, learning. Yeah, I learn yeah. every day. So it's uh, truthfully, um, that was that's been this most stressful thing. Everything else has been fine. Just becoming a general manager and running this restaurant day to day. You know, um, I have some of the best employees on earth. Um, they're fantastic. We're going to um, talk about how you both select yeah, employees we'll get there, in yeah, a minute. Yeah, uh, sure. But uh, yeah, so anyway, I just, I, uh, that, that's the hardest thing that I've had to do. And, and I'm still learning every day. And I don't think I'll ever stop learning, to be honest. No, I, I really you don't shouldn't. Think. Yeah. No, stagnate. Yeah. I consume tons of content constantly. That's what I try to do. I imagine I started, like, how do you run yeah. the perfect constantly. business? Um, and I think that's a, like a, a skill that I've learned from loving school so much. But I started with our local libraries, YouTube. This is the time to learn things. Yeah. Almost effortlessly. Yeah. With little cost. So you what just try to consume. Didn't you learn that surprised you? <laughs> I didn't learn. Moving into the new space has been difficult because I didn't realize this is like a small thing. That you can't just double, triple, quadruple recipes. Yeah. That's been super fun to learn. Yeah. Because science. I've never it's because science. Because science. Precisely. Something that I, it wasn't my world. It still feels like it's not really my world. So you can with so gumbo, to, but you can't with baking. You can do things with wet ingredients way. all you want. But when it comes to dough, you can't just double all the things yeah. all the time, which has been a learning curve. It's just getting to know people is really helpful because they have resources that you couldn't possibly. I have plenty of chef friends now because yeah. you just don't, you can't possibly know everything all it's the time. It's very true. Yeah. yeah, no matter how much you read or 
stream? Or? So you both have employees. Are you part we of do. that interview process? How? What do you look for in an employee? How do you know you're getting good research? Ones? If they've done research on my company and they know what to expect, whether it's their social media, our website, that's, they have to know something. That's the first gate. Got to cross that first gate. If you know nothing, and you came to the interview just like, meh, yeah, because it's pretty much all out there. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> we're there. Yeah, that's yeah. My first mine's gate. mine's pretty personality driven. Um, I'm kind of a. I'm pretty particular about people because I really want people who are positive and there's no negativity here. It's, I want po positive people who are hardworking and want to just kind of be team oriented. That brings us nicely to the next bit. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Aileen Bennett. I'm talking with Heather Degater from Bon V Macron and Stephen Verrett from Spoonbill Restaurant. Heather and Stephen, this is the part of the show that we call The Interview. You both have businesses that depend to some extent on the interaction of your staff with the public. So it's important that you hire the right people, and that means job interviews. Lately, there's been an interesting trend in the job interview. It consists on asking job applicants questions that test their abilities to think through a problem. I have a list of 20 of these interview questions in front of me. I'm going to ask you each to pick a number between 1 and 20, and I'll ask you a question and let's see what happens. I'm ready. Who wants to go first? Sure. Stephen does. Pick a number, Stephen. Uh, seven. How many people flew out of Chicago last year? I'm shooting low, I feel like. Eight million? I have no idea the answer. It's just to see how you yeah. ask, answer the question. Yeah. I feel like I'm shooting way low. I feel like there's a lot more people that fly out of there. Yeah, I think it's probably more like eight million yeah, a week, probably. Yeah, yeah. Probably like uh, in the hundreds of millions. It's not it's a billion, though, right? That seems like a ridiculous number. That's uh, a lot of flights in a day. Yeah. It's one of the biggest airports. Yeah. I don't know. A, let's go a billion. Let's just shoot real crazy. <laughs> we should Google that right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Nah, there's, there's no reason to know. You need to add this to your interview questions. Yeah, I, I do. Think it shows I'm going to write like this down. How people answer when they have no clue. Like, yeah, they're going to bolt. Are they going to just, uh, <laughs> are they going to uh, be honest? You know, like, I have no idea, you know? Yeah. I'm writing it down. <laughs> Heather, pick yes. any number except seven. Number four. What did you have for breakfast? I had, what did I have for breakfast? Eggs. I had scrambled eggs today. I was hoping she'd say like <laughs> bacon macaroni. Easily. <laughs> a bourbon macaroon with a, yeah. No, um, I had scrambled eggs. I got to sleep in today, so my husband made me scrambled eggs. And is eggs. breakfast an important part of your day? No, I no. forget to eat all the time. Because you just get so busy. Yeah, you get so busy. I forget to eat. It's four. Yeah, it's four o'clock. And, and both I'm like, of you oh, are shoot. surrounded yeah. by food all of the time. <laughs> I eat a lot of French fries. <laughs> a lot of French fries. They're cold, but they're delicious still. <laughs> so both of you, you have your forward-facing business part. Do you also have a catering business, Heather? Do you do bigger orders and cakes and things like that? We do. So we try to um, accommodate any celebration. We have a, now that we have the new space, we don't have to rent an event space to cater. So we can cater in our own space. So we have a couple showers and birthday parties uh, coming up this month. Then we have a wedding at the end of the month. And So all within your space? We have the wedding outside of our okay, space. Okay, I was going to say, holy God, what do you <laughs> But have? we do have the smaller parties and showers yeah. in our space. Yeah. yeah. So we try to accommodate whatever we can now that we have the production to be able to, the ovens and the stove tops. And how long in advance does someone have to order a macaron cake? Is that a thing? Oh, a tart cake. Like a, a tart. tart. A tart cake, a tart. of course. Yes, that's, that's what we call it. Tiny macarons on top. Um, I'd say a week. Oh. Maybe so a little less. Oh, Not very long. 
That's not cool. like it used to be where we'd book months in advance. This is a little, we have a Well, it's because you have a bigger facility now. And all that right. Stuff. We have a dough sheeter, which rolls out a lot of our dough, which is amazing. Um, my girls it, are very happy about it because they don't have to hand roll Does it make the out. little circles itself? No. All, it's all hand done. Everybody's doing, pulling their weight. And Stephen, do you guys offer catering and bigger events as well as this? Uh, we're working on it. Yeah, we're actually putting together a catering menu right now. Like, not not right now, but you know, <laughs> In we are this putting together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are putting together one. Uh, yeah. So, growth for both of you is it lots of little things or is it like an enormous place? Is it like the supermarket of Macron? Do you want one big place or do you want lots of little places? And the same with you. Tons of little places. Yeah, of course. It's easier to I, in my head. I'm assuming it's easier to manage a ton of little places. Well, for you, I feel Tiny like you have to have a bunch of machinery places. and all the things. If you had things, one good yeah. production space, you could outfit a ton of little boutique spaces right. without having to flower the front door every day. So if you were on Shark Tank right now and you were selling me your business, <laughs> I would be asking about margins. Do you right. both know your margins? And Always. Would uh, you like to tell us what no, they are? No. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> They are there, and they're important, though. Yeah. And you know the margin of each macaron? Yes. And the same with you. Because margins, uh, when it comes down to it, that's super important in the food business. Yeah. They, I, they go slightly wrong, and... I'm a little less... Uh, I have a little less knowledge than the rest of the guys, because they're, they're so busy every day working, worrying about that. I'm more worrying about the employees and worry about their salaries and those kinds of things. That's my stuff that I worry about. Yeah, yeah you're worried about the environment Yeah, we're well. the Yeah, so, you know, we do a check-in every week, and so I know that because of that. But I don't watch it every single day. I more watch kind of what's going in the door and what's going out of the door. Because um, ingredient costs going up or down and your prices oh, having yeah. to stay the same to the public can change a business instantly. Absolutely. Yeah, we lost a menu item from our last menu because of that. So, yeah. We're down for mascarpone all the time. We use mascarpone in everything and it is so expensive. Yeah. It's just getting more expensive. So we have to make sure that we know exactly what it's going to cost us labor-wise, ingredient-wise, facility-wise membership wise all those little things that break down we have to know exactly what's happening all right. the time so you're both introducing new menu items on a regular basis how do you know when they work and when they don't work they don't sell <laughs> that's how i know they don't work oh, so you, just, you don't you don't do you just put them out there and hope it works we have taste testers each month people who are just selected at and random. how do we sign up what is your it's email all, <laughs> yeah. all through our social media i'm pretty uh, into that <laughs> We have taste testers each month. Just come pick up something free. They try it. They have a survey to fill out, and they... Are they just friends of yours, or they're just random people? Random people on our social media. Interesting. That's yeah. pretty neat. Anyone local. Stephen, do you ever need taste testers? Uh, How do me you and my other partner, on? Adam. And, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, we keep you're welcome to come in and taste anytime you'd like. Uh, no, uh, before this new menu, Jeremy would just bring out dishes to us. Uh, we'd have nights where Tanner would make cocktails for us. Um, and we taste test everything and be like, nope, that's not good. This is what you know, like this is what we don't like about it. And they would tweak it or say you're an idiot, and we just move on. Uh, you know, it's like they may not. <laughs> we don't have to like everything they make, but at the same time, you know, if there's there's a vote that gets taken. Um, there's three partners, and there's a vote that gets taken. On and you have two sides. You obviously have food, but then you have a, a bar. Yeah. Do they? Do you merge your profits, or do you think of them as slightly separate and look at what each one's separate, making? Separate, separate, um, but together. But yeah, mostly separate. I mean, they're. There's food, and then there's, uh, the, you know, the drinks sales, and those are, you know, our, we, we pretty much try to keep our food co- our food sales and our drink sales. Um, food has to always be more because of the type of liquor restaurants we have and yeah. restaurant liquor we have. Yeah, so we're, legally, we're, downtown, we're fine. We're not even close to touching that. Our food sales are by far way more than our bar. Um, we're a restaurant first and foremost. We thought we'd be more of a bar when we opened, um, so it's kind of a little bit interesting. 
to see how it is. Even with the amount of cocktails, the amount of beer, and all the things we sell, um, it's still not even close. Um, but yeah, we wa- we try to watch it because we really are trying to get the bar sales up. I mean, you really want to do that because it's summertime and people want to drink. Right. And so, you know, that's the honest truth. It's like we're trying to figure that out. So we we put out a new cocktail menu, a lot more summery drinks, and um, try to keep the patio as as cool as we can with the fans we have and all that kind of stuff because that really matters. You know, people want to come out. And Heather, if you were to introduce something else, because here they have food and right. drink. If you are, would you open a bar in your place or That's would you make something else what's the next <laughs> hardest thing to make next that thing you're is to- our um our liquor license that is the next thing we even had to great ideas um we had to switch our door <laughs> our front door is now our side door because the church across the oh, street yeah. we have to be so many steps from the church so our side door is now our front door and we rerouted and done all so the does this mean do. we can have a macaron on a cocktail or will you be putting the liquor in the macarons oh, beautifully I'm so excited both. right now yes now that in I the buttercream, like little pipettes of alcohol, cocktails at the bar. You can do whatever you want yeah. with the license. I'm working in. on that. So, <laughs> if you two work together on the perfect macaron that could be a dessert right. at Spoonbill. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't... Do uh, we could party. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't have control over that much, but I will do what I can. Because <laughs> I, I want to eat that right now. Because I know in my head what I want. So, you know. What would be your perfect macaron? I'm a big caramel person, so our Ooh, yeah. say it, because you say it better than I do. Macaron? No, car- caramel. How do you oh, say caramel? caramel. Oh, you do. There it is. Uh, so, I just love the That's way That's a fancy way of saying it. It's a fancy way of saying it. Yeah, just, yeah, caramel, caramel, whatever. Uh, I'm a big fan of salted caramel, and I really like that, and kind of, um, I don't know, but like, I love buttercream. I love all that kind of stuff. I don't yeah. know if that would go well together, but uh, I you know, a, I'll, I'll uh, drink a little bit and I'll talk to you about like it later. A Bailey's would be so nice. Yeah, like sounds great. Milkier. All of these things sounds fantastic. Yeah, that's what I do all the time. I just have ideas all the time. Yeah, <laughs> just run down. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Heather and Stephen, in business, there's a balance between risk and reward. You, as business owners, take the risk, and you get to reap the financial rewards. But in a broader sense, we all reap the rewards. Having a new great restaurant in Lafayette and a new bakery. In Lafayette reaches us all. Thank you for taking the risk. Thank you for bringing us this wonderful restaurant, Stephen, and for hosting us today. And thanks bon, for Bon V, Heather. Yeah. And a final thank you. Thank you both for joining me today on sure. Out to Lunch. Absolutely. Of course. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Heather Degater, owner of Bon V Macaron, and Stephen Verrett, partner and general manager of Spoonbill Restaurant. You can find out more about Heather's Macaron and Stephen's Restaurant by following the links on our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Morell. Our researchers are Anne Christian and Ali Coates. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website, itsacadiana.com, and on our It's Acadiana Facebook page and on Instagram. You can get this show and past shows as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify. And you can find all of our podcasts at itsacadiana.com. You can keep up with us between shows on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You'll find those links on our website, itsacadiana.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. I'm Aileen Bennett. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table for more business Acadiana style and Out to Lunch. The Out to Lunch Acadiana theme music, Encore Monsieur, Nice Guy, is written by Mitchell Foreman and performed by Mitchell Foreman and Andre Michaud. Out to Lunch Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana and Destin Ortego from The Opportunity Machine. 
Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from the Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Cali's Saloon. Wyndham Garden Lafayette is a pet and family-friendly hotel with reception space for large and intimate events, free parking, free Wi-Fi, and a free shuttle within three miles that includes the airport and downtown restaurants.